when you're going into menopause, it's like a whole different aspect of it too as well. So just from that side alone, I think there's stark differences between men and women. And also men do thrive on cortisol. Like back in the day, like men were more like hunter gatherers and like women kind of like stayed home and took care of the offspring or like, you know, kind of did like small movements throughout the day, more like farming. So that's like genetically what supports our hormones mm -hmm. and the amount of fat that we're supposed to have on our body in order to have kids. Mm. So when you start doing things more like what a man has been more like primed to do, that's when there's issues with your hormone levels. And you hear that all the time, like professional athletes or even women that are really stressed out, like high profile CEOs or whatever it is, right. they have issues getting pregnant. They don't have regular cycles. They have issues with their skin. They have issues with their sleep. It's because you're not really providing the right environment for our bodies to thrive. Hello there loves, welcome to another episode of The Brave Table. I'm your host, Dr. Nita, and if this is your very first time joining us, welcome. This is your oasis, your destination to be all things, just a little bit more brave in your conversations, in your actions, and in your relationships. And today we have a very, very special episode. I'm so excited because we get to talk about braving biohacking, and that true for females, for ladies. So if you are looking to improve or brave some of the things that the queen of biohacking herself is sitting with us at the Brave Table today, then this is your episode. We are with the foremost people in the world who has an entire company dedicated to stretching the envelope, pushing the envelope of what is possible for ourselves, what we are actually capable of in our longevity, in our energy, in our output in the world, and how we can actually strengthen our bodies in many different ways. And ladies and gents, I'm not talking about strength training. I'm talking about ways to improve our vitality so that we can be energized and excited about the projects and the things that we are going after in our lives. So I thought, why not we bring Lauren Burling Jerry, who is dedicated to inspiring others through fitness and naturally healthy lifestyle practices. She is the founder of Higher Dose, which is a company that is devoted to think all things biohacking, sauna blankets, PEMF mats, so the electromagnetic pulse mats, think red light face masks. This is what Higher Dose is all about. And Lauren is one of the co-founders of this. After launching her career as an international model, Berlin Jerry went to be a TV star on her own show, Woman Versus Workout. And it grossed over 15 million views and it received a Webby Award nomination for best host. This experience led to extreme sports hosting for brands such as UFC, EA Sports, and IMG. And by the way, she's a brilliant mama of twins. And having cemented her name within the fitness industry, she decided to expand her expertise, earning a holistic nutritionist and health coach certification at the Institute of Integrative Nutrition, IIN. And her venture into the health and wellness startup space began in 2014 as the first creative minds at aloha.com 
which I totally loved and dug into their products. A long time back doing product development, leading the brand ambassador program and brand partnerships. Not only that, she is the spa-focused next level health and wellness therapy platform. So Higher Dose provides spa-focused products and information on getting high naturally. All right. So in this episode, we talk about all things from her journey into motherhood, from some of the ways she has stretched and entertained the capacity for her adventure and how the balance has been within motherhood and what are some of the tips and tools we can do in our daily lives when we actually don't have a lot of time to devote to practices to elevate us, but how we can actually elevate our energy naturally and so much more. You're going to just love, love her. And if you're watching this on YouTube, you'll actually see how we dive into this episode and the things that she shows me during our time together in Austin. So without further ado, we are welcoming Lauren Berlingeri to the Brave Table. All right, Lauren, here we are. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Oh my goodness. There is so much that I'm so excited to like dive in with you. <laughs> but I guess my first question to kind of set the context up for everyone, like how are you doing in this season right now of life with Mamahood. That's a big question. We're going into Q4. Yeah. And at Higher Dose, this is our busiest quarter. It's been weird. Like, I don't know if things are different with, you know, obviously I know things with the economy are changing and inflation. Mm -hmm. And I just think that people are more price sensitive right now. So, you know, we've been actually pretty stressed because we've seen kind of sales drop and conversion go down in the last little bit. So that's some like real things that we've needed to work through kind of figured that our products and our business is more like recession proof because it's like health and wellness and, you know, working on yourself. But I just think that currently people are more price sensitive and the reality of, you know, higher dose is that we have higher price point wellness tech products. Absolutely. The lowest starting at like 300 and then 500. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it is quite expensive to a lot of people and we understand that but it totally pays for itself within like three, four, five sessions. Yeah. So, well, I kind of want to get into it yeah. because I want to know for everyone that's listening, and obviously this is the Brave Table, so Brave Conversations, like what prompted you or what was the inspiration behind starting a female biohacking company? Yeah. Well, it didn't start out as that, Okay. even though I've always kind of considered myself a biohacker. It started out as more of an infrared sauna business. Mm-hmm. So I used to work for a health and wellness startup called Aloha, and my job was the product development. Oh, Aloha, the little the the packet. Yeah, oh my yeah, gosh. that we're going back like 10, 11 years now, which yeah. is kind of crazy. So I was like the second person to be hired there. Okay. So my job was to pick the brains of the most influential wellness experts, doctors, naturopaths, fitness experts mm-hmm. on what's the next trending technology, products, mm-hmm. ingredients. XYZ. And I discovered the infrared sauna back then, which was like 12 years ago. And I've never heard of it before, which I thought was crazy because I'm such a sauna person living all around the world doing saunas. You know, it was such a big part of my culture. Right. And, you know, when I went to look up the only one that existed in New York City, there was only one that was in a colonic center, like behind a curtain in a basement, really bad experience. But I went and tried the sauna and was just immediately hooked. I felt like 
There was nothing in the wellness industry that immediately made me feel that good, mm. that could help me with my sleep, where I felt calm and relaxed in New York City. Yeah. You know, my skin was glowing. I was just like, give me How more does of everyone this? not know about this? Like, <laughs> Wait, and was it regular sauna or was it the It infrared? was an infrared sauna. Yeah. Okay. So can you tell us the difference? You know, what is the difference between a regular and an infrared sauna? Yeah. So infrared is actually a light therapy. It's mm-hmm. on the invisible light spectrum. So it replicates the healing benefits of the sun. So it raises your core body temperature as opposed to traditional heats the air, which is a superficial way to heat the body. It's a much less natural way to the body. So that's why it feels like really aggressive and exhausting. And you have to use a much higher temperature for traditional saunas to induce the same type of deep therapeutic detoxifying sweat that you can get with an infrared sauna. Ah. Plus it's a light therapy. So your eye picks up on invisible light spectrum. Mm -hmm. So you release those same happy chemicals that you get when you're outside on a sunny day. So you don't have to like cover your eyes when you're in an infrared sauna. Opposite. You want your eyes to pick up on that invisible light because what happens when you're out in the sun is you release happy chemicals. You release things like serotonin and dopamine. Mm. And these are very important, which is why there's such things as like happy lights on your desk, right? Is because Mm -hmm. you want to expose yourself to that light spectrum because it's very primitive, very primal. Mm -hmm. We all feel really good in the sun and on sunny days. It's actually one of the most healing things. And it sucks because like all we hear about is like skin cancer and yeah. you know being in the sun is gonna you know cause damage, which of course prolonged sun exposure is definitely gonna do that. But actually exposing yourself to the sun without sunglasses or sunscreen on for like twenty to thirty minutes a day is probably one of the healthiest biohacks you can do. So it is. So so sun is really good for us. Just in smaller doses, yes. And are there particular times of day where sun exposure is better? Yeah, they say that like you want to expose yourself when the sun's at the most powerful. So that's between like 11 and 2 p.m. That's if you're specifically wanting to expose yourself for like 20 to 30 minutes to get all the health benefits that you get from the sun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or you can have uh, infrared sauna and you can... <laughs> infrared sauna and red light therapy do replicate the healing light spectrum of the sun. So both are very important, but red light is a little bit different than infrared. So I don't want to get people too confused, but just teasing out that we did launch a red light face mask because there's amazing benefits for red light and skin and feeding the mitochondria, which mm. produces ATP, which is energy, which means all your cells are operating better, but it's also a beauty light too. It makes your skin really like soft, dewy, glowing. It's an anti-aging tool. So yeah, who doesn't want that? Yeah. I know. And you have a special code for our audience as well, which we'll share later on in the show notes. Yes, we do. Yeah. You guys got to check it out. If you don't know what infrared red light therapy and PEMF are, check out Higher Dose because you guys will fall in love with this wellness tech. Yes. And Lauren was so gracious that she was able to give us a a discount code for you guys for the actual face mask. Yes. Amazing. Which I think you guys will all love. Oh my goodness. Well, okay. So continuing on with your journey. So you found this out. Sauna changed your life. Absolutely changed my life. I loved that there was like so much science and research on the efficacy of the technology. And I was like, but wait, no one's even heard of it. So we launched our first infrared sauna location about eight years ago and started off with infrared sauna spas in New York City and in Brooklyn and in New Jersey. We at one point had 12 locations because we did really cool partnerships with brands like Equinox, Eleven Howard, Standard, 60 Hotel, Mm -hmm. where we could like immediately just like pop up these locations within hotels, luxury gyms, and wellness centers. Oh, amazing. So that was like the first like four years of higher dose was just infrared 
sauna, spa locations around New York. Mm -hmm. And did you notice a difference from when people would come in and was it like a monthly membership where it's then- Never did memberships. Okay, never did memberships. But yes, that was always the biggest thing for us is like watching a stressed out New Yorker go into the sauna (laughs) and then come out and being like, what the fuck was that? Like, I feel amazing. I'm addicted. Mm. Like, I'm coming back tomorrow. I've never felt so light, so high. Like, our slogans get high naturally because we're all about releasing happy chemicals and just communicating wellness technologies in a different way of, like, they're going to make you feel good and who doesn't want that? Right. So we saw such a transformation, especially with the New Yorkers, because they're the ones that need it the most. They're the ones that are, like, you know, exposed to such stress, go, 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 light pollution, you know, it's like such a unnatural high vibe there mm-hmm. that you needed a strong wellness technology like infrared to be able to calm the nervous system, down cortisol levels, put your body into parasympathetic state effortlessly within 30 minutes. So that was huge for us. Wow, within 30 minutes? Within 30 minutes. Oh. So a typical session at higher dose would be like 25, 30 minutes max in the sauna. Some people mm-hmm. would book the hour just because they wanted more time in the room. Like I said, we had partnerships with hotels, so you could like shower afterwards. You get your own private hotel room. Mm-hmm. You can do cold water shower, which hot and cold therapy together is so powerful. So yeah, you could book a 30-minute or 60-minute session. Amazing. Okay. And so then when at what point did you realize that this was much more than just a sauna spa? Yeah. It was when we got asked to do pop-ups all the time and we couldn't lug around like a 600-pound sauna. <laughs> So we like looked into more portable versions of saunas and infrared and there's like a bunch on the market where there's like these weird tents where your like head sticks out and there's these yes, like- Yes, I've had some of those. I actually okay. have one of those at home. Yes. Yes. So we got the idea around some like rudimentary versions of like sauna blankets, but we just knew that the technology needed to be on par with our infrared saunas because like we're all about providing the best technology, the best materials, the best mm-hmm. experience, and that's really where we could come in. So we actually developed our first take-home product, which is our infrared sauna blanket, which is the take-home version of the sauna. And that was about three years ago. And when we brought them to pop-ups, people loved them just as much as the sauna. And they were like, can we buy this? Mm -hmm. So we were like, actually, yes, you can. So we just started selling them. And about a year before the pandemic hit, we saw that side of the business growing at 400% and our locations growing at 25%. Wow. So we saw the demand for them. Mm. And we knew that it needed to be improved exponentially because you want to make sure that you have the cleanest materials, the past VOC standards of California. You want to make sure there's no EMF, no ELF. We layered in other technologies that were complementary to infrared, which is like we grounded our infrared in our charcoal layer, which is very detoxifying. We have a clay layer, which is very balancing. All in this blanket. All in this blanket. And we have amethyst and tourmaline. And yeah, we've like taking it to whole new levels, which is why it's definitely like a very comparable experience in benefits to our infrared saunas. Amazing, because that's actually when I came across Higher Dose was the actual blanket. The actual blanket. And girlfriends were telling me about it. And I'm like, oh my goodness, this is... Because it's so easy and it's so compact. It's so easy. It's so compact. And really, we just communicate it like a sauna blanket. Like, forget the infrared. Like, infrared's really an amazing technology, but it's really just giving you a sauna at home. And, you know, like, I'm sure you can agree with me that, like, sweating 
raising your core body temperature, you know, getting your heart rate up like that. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's so healthy for you, but we don't all have access to saunas. Right. So this is like the sauna solution for people at home. And it works and it makes you sweat like you've never sweat before. And you literally feel euphoric after you leave the sauna blanket. Oh, of course. And like you can be still doing something because in a lot of other saunas. Yes. Stacking. Yeah. You can Especially the busy mama, the entrepreneur mama that doesn't have time. Like even getting to a sauna spa like takes like, you know, 20 minutes out of your day and then you don't want to shower there. And it's just like, there's so many aspects of it that make us not do these healthy things for us on the daily. Absolutely. Which we're really just trying to provide technologies and experiences that you can literally use daily Mm -hmm. and make it a part of your lifestyle. And that's really how you see such a difference for people. And it's just, it's fascinating because I feel like you've given people such an amazing solution. And I know that for myself, like as a mama, and Mm -hmm. I know you're a mama too, and we'll Mm -hmm. get into that in just a second. Mm That was one of the things post both kids that I was able to use that was easy and that really helped with healing everything. Exactly. All of the things. So can you talk a little bit about how some of these technologies actually help the new moms in postpartum? Oh my gosh, definitely. It's one of my favorite things to focus on. I used to be a TV host before and I had my own show called Woman Versus Workout. Oh my gosh. And it was this really cool show, but like I had to do like 24-hour hell night with Navy SEALs and NASCAR driving and motocross and UFC and like crazy things. So like my past life was- with them. Yes. Oh my gosh. It was like I was challenged to these like really hard, physically challenging things and then yeah. film me and watch me like kind of struggle through it. It was actually a really awesome show, but I was burning the candle at both ends. Like mm. I always had issues with my hormones. I always had like cystic acne on my jawline. I found it very hard to sleep in irregular periods because I was mm. stressing myself out, working out too much, go, go, go. And it took me like a long time to realize that like, as a woman, that type of workout is not always healthy for us. And I really realized that when I wanted to think about having kids. And that's when I feel like a lot of women start to think about it. Right. Is when they're either trying to have kids or when they do have kids, and they're like, hey, wait a minute. Like, something's I think, not working. Yes, exactly. Or like, I think about every ingredient that goes in my kids' stuff. Like, why am I not doing the same for myself? Or like, you know, hey, after I do that workout, I feel like my blood sugar goes down and I feel more aggressive afterwards versus like feeling like, calm and in my body and happy. Just really makes you think twice about things. So it was funny, like when I started to try to have a baby, I wanted to like detox and get my body really clean. And I started doing more gentle workouts and more started to think less about, you know, the way I looked and more about the way I felt, Mm -hmm. which was really important to me. And I used the sauna blanket before because I was on like a really amazing detox protocol, trying to detox of heavy metals. Oh, wow. Um, Which was a big thing that came up for me because I don't naturally detox that well genetically, Mm. which is probably why I love the infrared sauna so much. Interesting. I didn't know that some people detox better than others. Yeah. So I methylate at like 50%. So that's like an issue. And I don't detox of glyphosate, which is like another thing. Right. So that's what I did. I did genetic testings before I had a baby with my um, husband. And she was like, you're going to want to do X, Y, and Z before you get pregnant. Wow. which is such helpful information yes. for somebody. So I was on like a crazy detox protocol. I did niacinamide with it. I did chlorophyll. I was doing dry brushing. I was doing rebounding. I was doing like everything, like coffee enemas. Yes. Oh, yes. I, I, I've so, done those. <laughs> yeah. So I went on my like whole healing journey 
And then fast forward after when I had my twins, which really messed up my body, mm. I couldn't really work out the way I wanted to. It was like really hard to get my pelvic floor back to where it was. I wanted to keep my hormones like calm and relaxed. So I used the sauna blanket religiously because that was the only way that I could get a sweat going on Yeah, without doing more harm on my body. Because like running, all of that stuff that I used to do that was like high impact right. went out the door when you like lose your, your pelvic floor, right. and diastasis recti. Oh my so gosh. I like really kind of spiraled out mm-hmm. when I went to have my kids thinking I would do so well because I was like super athletic and I could do right. Navy SEAL training. Yeah. But I just really didn't know, which really like sparked this whole interest in more of like what should women be doing? Mm-hmm. And like, you know, there's all this like science and research out there that is mainly around men and what is good for men. Because raising cortisol levels in men is actually healthy. For women, not so much. But the issue is, is like going back that women weren't required to be a part of science and research mm. until like literally 15, 20 years ago. That's crazy. Which is crazy. And still to this day, most research is done on men. They still use men six times more likely. Plus, women at all different phases of their life, whether you're before a baby, during a baby, after a baby, or even going through menopause, our bodies and our needs are totally different at that time. So you have to navigate the whole wellness world and fitness world totally different than a man does Mm -hmm. because most of the research has been on men to support men. I think it's so interesting that yeah, those distinctions aren't there because all you see is like the hit workouts and yes. all of these things. And while I feel like in this season and stage of my life, because before like you, like triathlons, yeah. century rides, marathons, yeah. all yeah. the things. And I loved that. But then something happens and I don't know if this was for you, but there was a switch where afterwards, and I guess maybe it was like too tiring. Yeah. Couldn't do it. Didn't yeah. have the time for it. But because my relationship to time and the workouts that I could do yep. shifted, I think the weight just naturally Calls shifted and, and falls. Yes. Because then I it was like more yoga and like Pilates because I was trying to also heal, you know, diastasis recti. If yes. I'm saying it right. So can you just talk to the differences between women's bodies and what we need and, and what you discovered yeah, and what's healing for us. Yeah, it's mainly our hormonal cycles. So men are on a 24-hour cycle mm-hmm. and women are on a 24- and 28-day cycle. So again, we're totally different at different times of our period. Mm. So that means that you have to be mindful of like what you're eating, how you're sleeping, how you're working out around times of your cycle. And then when you're going into menopause, it's like a whole different aspect of it too as well. So just from that side alone, I think there's stark differences between men and women. And also men do thrive on cortisol. Like back in the day, like men were more like hunter-gatherers and like women kind of like stayed home and took care of the offspring or like, you know, kind of did like, small movements throughout the day, more like farming. So that's like genetically what supports our hormones Mm -hmm. and the amount of fat that we're supposed to have on our body in order to have kids. Mm. So when you start doing things more like what a man has been more like primed to do, 
that's when there's issues with your hormone levels. And you hear that all the time, like professional athletes or even women that are really stressed out, like high profile CEOs or whatever it is, they have issues getting pregnant. They don't have regular cycles. They have issues with their skin. They have issues with their sleep. It's because you're not really providing the right environment for our bodies to thrive. And you're saying it's because of the hormone imbalances a lot of times. That's definitely the stark difference. Mm -hmm. Like there's a lot of ways that you can argue like biology of a woman and a man is different, but hormonally we are totally different. Mm -hmm. So that is like 100% the thing that stands out. I also think women have different goals than men do. (laughs) You know what I mean? That's like another big one to like think about. Like what we think about, like even when we were shooting the show Biohackers, it was like, Oh, like anti-aging and skin is like something that we think about. Mm-hmm. And like men don't always think about it in that way. They're always thinking about faster, stronger, smarter, like being power. the best, mm-hmm. power. Women are like more thinking about like how to like balance, be in more harmony, like show up and be present for like our husbands, our kids, our like friends, you know, like how we can be more collaborative when we're leading. Like we just have very different goals. And then we have our aesthetic goals too as well, mm-hmm. which, you know, some women love that CrossFit style and look, but a lot of women just actually want to feel like lean, mobile in their body. You know, we mm-hmm. think about like our skin, we think about like having glowing skin. So it's just like totally different goals. So of course your diet, your lifestyle is going to be set up differently to achieve those things, which I don't think are always considered because we kind of get roped into this like idea that we should be pushing as hard as men are because like faster, stronger, right. no days off is like the way that you're successful. So absolutely. Yeah. I'm just like kind of realizing this all now. And what I would tell my younger self is like, you know, just slow down, you know, try to be more present and feel into what your body's actually craving versus setting those goals and just going for it and not like tuning in. Mm. There, I mean, so many amazing gems that you just shared. And I think that, you know, it kind of leads me to my next question. As you've been doing this new show, Biohackers, and, you know, for females, and now you're like known as, as this person for females, what have you found works really well for women in the biohacking space that does not work for men and vice versa? If well, there's anything. That, well, vice versa, actually, there's a lot of things that work for men that don't always work for women. Okay. But most of the stuff that work for women work for men too. Mm. Because I really do think it comes down to like technologies that down cortisol levels and relax the body. Like men are always going to thrive on that just as much as we are because it always is going to help deepen sleep and make the body more relaxed and be more present. And that's always a good thing for both sexes. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of things that we've been, you know, experimenting that are really good for men every day, guaranteed, that Mm -hmm. aren't always good for women. So like, I love cold therapy, Mm -hmm. but certain times in my cycle, if I do a cold plunge, my blood sugar drops so much. I find it very difficult to warm myself up. Actually, the first time I met you, um, when we were at that breakfast, I think I told you I went to a cold plunge and I like couldn't warm up afterwards. Oh my God. And my body was like shaking and I was like, like totally in like high cortisol state, like fight or flight. And I just didn't feel good for the rest of the day. And like, honestly, aspects of like my day where I just like couldn't even remember what I was saying because I had that like high cortisol state from doing a cold plunge at the wrong day. Wow. And it was too cold. 
So I joined a new gym. It was like 40. It's too cold. It was too cold. And I pushed myself to do it because I was like, you know, going to this new gym and sure. just wasn't really thinking about it and not really thinking about like where I was at in my cycle and like, did I really even want to do this? And I just didn't feel good afterwards. And like, mm-hmm. then I knew right then and there that like, I shouldn't have been doing it at that time of the day, you know, not really warming up afterwards and where I was at my cycle. So it ended up doing more stress on the body than it did good. Hmm. Whereas men, on the other hand, they don't really have that because their body responds so well to cortisol levels. Hmm. And they like get driven by cortisol. They actually release even more testosterone with cortisol levels, which is like a healthy thing for them. Right. Which we're always trying to balance. <laughs> for us, it kind of goes, yeah. goes haywire. <laughs> Women are always trying to balance hormones. Men are always striving to... To have more, it seems like. To boost more testosterone. To boost more testosterone. Mm -hmm. Okay. Wow. Okay. I mean, I feel like I'm getting a whole mini lesson on all things biohacking because I would watch some of my counterparts, my male counterparts, and I'm so fascinated the way that they can keep their hands and their toes in a cold plunge for a really long time. And for me, it's like, I feel like I get Raynaud's or like the stinging even after like a minute. And so how I was trained was, all right, keep your toes and your fingers out. And then for me, I could stay in longer because of that. Did you so, do like like 40 Fahrenheit or do you know how cold the cold plunge was? I don't remember. Was? I know that there was ice inside of it. Yeah. So it probably was pretty cold then. It, it was cold. Oh, yeah. yeah it yeah. was cold. It yeah. was definitely cold, but I had to train myself. This was at a wellness retreat. It was like in Thailand and I've been back a couple times. Uh, this was obviously pre-pandemic, but we would go, Ajit and I, and like literally you're there for, you know, probably like two weeks, but like you'd make your way, you know, like every day you'd go, okay, like a little bit more, a a little little bit bit more, more, a little bit more. And by the end of it, I was there for, you know, 10 minutes, but I I could not for the life of me get my fingers and my toes. So I'd be like laying in and like, you know, holding on, but then my feet would have to be out, but I could stay in longer. Yeah. So did you continue that? Like, have you been seeking out cold plunges? You know, <laughs> here and there. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Ajit and I, we have this like whole backyard sanctuary and I was like, oh, let, maybe we can do a cold yeah. plunge. And he's just like, well, let's start in the bathtub. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah, can see you if you actually want to do it. Yeah, in yeah. the bathtub yeah, yeah. and do it, you know, and we haven't gotten that far. The only thing I will daily do cold plunge with is my face. Oh, yeah. So I'll okay, do that so- for the face. So that's an example of like how we're kind of taking ancient wisdom and making it more applied to like female biohacking. So we're actually developing right now cryo cubes for the face. No way. Of course you guys are. Tell us more. Yeah. Well, we all know the benefits of cold therapy, but if you don't know the benefits of cold therapy, it is amazing for increasing blood flow and circulation, downing inflammation within the skin, tightening pores. And it's a great anti-aging tool because a lot of aging is because the cells are inflamed and you actually just want to get that inflammation down. And we always think about like downing inflammation in our body, but we don't always think about it in our face. Mm -hmm. And like ancient wisdom is like our grandmothers, you know, icing their face or putting their face in cold water. And we've lost those amazing things that you could do that work that we know work. Right. And we're always like looking to like buy that way too expensive face cream. But some of the best things, the most effective things are like the ones that are free. Right? Like ice water. Like ice water for the face. (laughs) Whoever is not icing their face in the morning, I mean, this is like the best facial hack. It really is one of the best facial hacks. So we've just developed this like 
sphere that you can freeze our serum. And we're doing like structured water and things like um, colloidal silver, which is like really good for like downing any inflammation or Mm -hmm. any like unnecessary bacteria that's on the face too as well if you're like prone to like more acne and whatnot. And more like cooling essentials too in there. And just like really like focusing on getting the inflammation out of the skin and you just like ice it every morning, ice your skin every morning for that amazing glowing skin. Yeah. Incredible. And so now in this stage, well, season of your life, because you have two toddlers. I have two (laughs) three-year-olds. Yes. So how has has that journey been? Because I know we have talked offline about our kids, but how has that journey been also being this entrepreneur and leader of your company as well? Yeah. I mean, it's such a loaded question. I could answer that in a thousand different ways, but I mean, if anything, I feel like it's made me a better entrepreneur. I can't say being an entrepreneur makes me a better mother. I always have that guilt of like not spending enough time like maybe I should be there every day with them, which is, it's not even something I want. Like I love being an entrepreneur. I love like building something. And in a way, I guess that makes me a better mom because I'm like, you know, so happy and fulfilled when I go back to my kids. Right. But yeah, it's one of the most amazing things. I still want more. I'm afraid I'm going to have twins again. <laughs> so like that's the scary part. So does twins run in your yeah, background? Yeah. Oh my God. Both Are sides. You- so my mom's a twin. Oh, wow. And then my dad's sister, who I take after, had fraternal twins too. So I was like, told my whole life I was going to have twins. So when I actually found out I was, I like bawled my eyes out and thought my life was over. Oh my goodness. Because I thought that there was this romantic idea of having, you know, one child and bringing it into the office and being an entrepreneur and being able to do that. Like, I don't know if you follow the Sakara sisters, but they lived in New York and they would like bring their babies to the office and it was like such a thing. Yeah. And it's, it's cute and it is a romantic idea. It's a romantic idea. One baby is like so romantic. (laughs) And that like totally went out the window when I found out I was having to, like, I just thought my life was over, Mm. which... If the pandemic didn't happen, which it happened when they were six months, which is the day I was supposed to go back to the office every day. Oh my God, they were six months old? They were six months old. I literally went back for like two weeks where I was driving and pumping in the car, like, because we lived upstate New York, and I would drive an hour and a half in and pump in the car, like, find a place to put the breast milk, like, and I would go in like two or three days a week. Wow. And then the pandemic hit. So I was allowed to spend such good quality time with them at such a young age. So I was like super fortunate for the timing of that. Incredible. And how has that now shifted any like time because you did have that time at home mm-hmm. versus where you are now at the season of stage? Now I just do a really good job of constantly doing both things. Like I'll be on the phone on mute and I'll be like, you know, <laughs> listening to the conversation amazing? and like, you know, cooking my kids' food for, like, lunch. It's, like, wild. It's definitely played in my favor. Like, I realized that, like, I don't want to be in an office. I, like, Mm -hmm. love being present and with my kids. My kids aren't in school yet, so I get to see them every day and see the milestones and, you know, be there to, like, you know, put them to sleep and when they wake up. And I just think that's, like, such a precious thing. Mm -hmm. So I can't imagine going to an office every day anymore. Yeah. Well, it's a beautiful perspective shift and change. And I feel like a lot of times I totally resonate with that because I'm so 
excited and blessed that like I can have the ability to leave to go to the office if I need to and get away for a little bit. But then I can still hear Isla downstairs. Exactly. You know, because Ari's at school. And it just, it feels nicer that I can just go, oh, okay, what are they doing right now? You know, so, and thankfully for us, we can be in that space right now. Yep. And I think as an entrepreneur, like in this kind of time of life, it's so much easier to have that work-life balance. What advice would you give to others who are kind of being brave to kind of seek out that path for themselves? Of being an entrepreneur Mm -hmm. and having kids? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that in today's day and age is much easier for you because you do get to stay home. So I hope that since the pandemic and this like culture of working from home allows more women that want to start a business that have kids to do that. And hopefully, you know, the women that feel like they're not allowed to have kids because they're just supposed to be working their butt off feel that they have permission to have kids because that was my biggest thing is I just had so much guilt Mm -hmm. when I wanted to start trying to have kids. And I remember like being so afraid to tell my business partner that I was pregnant. Yeah. Tell us about that. Yeah. I mean, it was like four years into the company, which, you know, we were still just trying to keep our head above water and it was a lot. And, you know, it's a 50-50 partnership. So, you know, it was always like, I give 50%, she gives 50%. And, you know, we went through a lot of bumps in the road just as like, you know, being friends and starting the company and then kind of needing to take space and have boundaries and then becoming best friends again. We just went through a lot in our own relationship, but I realized that I had issues with like not feeling like I could deserve to be a mom and be an entrepreneur. And I used to tell myself that and I wouldn't own it. Like I didn't actively always like talk in front of my business partner that I want to have kids or we're going to have kids soon or like Mm -hmm. we're going to start trying. And so when I was doing it, it was kind of more of a secret thing Ah. and I wasn't honest about it. So then I like- Was she in that same space of mind or life? No, Mm -hmm. no, she was not most definitely not in the same space. So there was just a lot of guilt around it. And I like was so afraid to tell her that I was pregnant. It was like one of the hardest things I had to do so much so that I like got a bladder infection because I was so fearful, which happens to me when I trigger such a fear response Right. that I like made myself sick from it. Oh my gosh. And then finally, when I told her, I mean, her reaction initially was like so loving and whatnot, but there was that whole journey of the nine months of being pregnant that it was like up and down as like a roller coaster just in terms of my business partner. And and she really felt like it gave her permission to just kind of go on hiatus for a little bit, which was stressful. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And this whole idea of having difficult or what I call brave conversations. Yes. It can be so paralyzing for some people, kind of like what you shared where you kind of get sick or the anxiety bubbles come up so much and you're kind of like, wait, what do I do? So how did that shift and change after though in your relationship? Our relationship couldn't be any better. Like she is literally someone I look up to. I learn so much from. She's a family member. She's my partner. She's a friend. She's like really incredible. So because of those moments of, you know, fighting initially to me getting pregnant, to her going on hiatus. Then she stopped drinking alcohol and went on her whole healing journey. And she's just like so smart. She comes from a business finance background. 
So I just always remember thinking like, man, if I was half as smart as you, like I would, with my determination, I would do like so much, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that as she kind of matured too and healed a lot, she really came into her true full potential and realized like her infinite power. Mm. So her and I have been through so much together. Fast forward, we're almost like nine years been working together, which is kind of wild. I think it has a lot to do with those brave conversations, actually, just like thinking about it. And now I'm so like honest and transparent with her and, you know, just more empathetic and less reactive. And it's one of my most evolved relationships I have because of those hard times that we've had to like fight through actually. Totally. And I think that, you know, for so many of us, you know, when we think of fights or when we think of having to speak our truth, having to share what's really on our mind and those brave conversations or those difficult conversations that we've been putting off or that can cause a bladder infection. But when you actually have them, it actually gives birth to another kind of like a deeper level Layer. of yeah. like bonding and closeness. And, and that and, that's for like all relationships. That's like in yeah. your intimate, you know, romantic relationships, business partner, friendships. Like if you can't be like open and vulnerable and like 100% know who you are and be honest with that person, it's like really hard to have a deep relationship with them in the first place. Right. Because then you're just getting a stone wall and stone then you're wall. like, wait, but I want to really connect. I want to go deeper. Yes. Yeah. And sometimes going deeper means you may have to ruffle up feathers in the beginning to kind of clear out the gunk or clear out the muddiness on top to then get to a a place where now, you know, nine years later, it's one of your most Well, I also feel like I've learned a lot too as well because those deep conversations used to come with so much fire before and I maybe didn't communicate myself so much because I was like building up such an emotional, like, I don't know, resistance to even having this conversation that by the time I went to have it, it came out in such an aggressive way too as well. Right. It's like kind of like you're dumping it all out on the table. Yeah. Cause I wasn't used to having that conversation. So I was like, you know, irritated that I even had to have that conversation in the first place. But I feel like the more that you have them, the more you're able to communicate in like such a better way too as well. And it doesn't come from such like a deep emotional wound that ends up translating in the wrong way too as well. You're able to kind of like, I don't know, see it from a different perspective and deliver it the way that you intended to, which is usually with like love and, you know, like no judgment and And curiosity, curiosity and desire for more connection that it always comes across in a better way than like, I haven't been allowed to say this, so I'm now I'm all bitter and angry about it, and then I'm just gonna like explode at you, yeah. yeah, fully explode or like the tea kettle like pops and blows up, and and if that happens, you know, just know that that's okay too, and at least you got the courage and the bravery to open that you know portal up, and know that you know that's that's the skill set that you know really takes uh, takes some practice. It's always gonna come out at some point, so <laughs> just be prepared, um, <laughs> so to, you know. Just, I would say try to have those conversations early on before they do bottle up and come out so negatively. So it's so true, and I've just loved every ounce of this conversation. It's been so good, so good, Lauren. You're you're amazing, and I want to as we get into our final round, our igniting round. I have two questions for you. What does it mean to be brave at this season of life? Oh man, brave! Brave is such a deep meaningful word that means so many different things because I've been brave in so many different ways at certain times in my life. But brave for me comes down to, I would say, just like true confidence 
which is something I'm trying to just to just own. Like I always have been someone that struggled a lot with fear that, you know, it's this like mental talk about I'm not good enough, I'm not smart enough, like what happens if I mess up kind of thing. And I always find that like whenever I like kind of think about it like and come at it from a confident perspective, I'm like, I'm just going to have fun. I'm just going to like show up and like shine my light and just like kind of see what happens. And I kind of challenge it with less resistance and more flow. Mm. It's when I always show up the most bravest, I feel. Right. So definitely like I am driven by fear. I am controlled by fear. So like there's so many different tools I have in my tool belt that like really helps me manage that fear and just like show up confidently. Mm. And to even, it sounds like to transform it too. Transform it. Yeah. Like a lot of the times I, I like even just doing podcasts, I would get like nervous, which I would translate to fear, which instead I translate it to like excitement now. Mm-hmm. And that's just, just really just being confident about it. You know, like I'm excited about this. I'm not nervous about it. Right. Mm-hmm. And they're like the same signals in our body, I feel like, right? So many times. Exactly. Mm. One word that describes this phase of life for you. Oh man. Resilience, I would say. Oh. I feel like we're still running a freaking startup and I feel exhausted by that. And I have so much on my plate right now and I have my twins and we just moved to Austin and there's just like so many moving pieces, but it's just like showing up and being resilient and just kind of like giving everything I have in each day and not being attached to the outcome Mm. is like my mantra right now to just kind of keep getting us through to the next phase, the next phase. We're fundraising right now. It's never fun. (laughs) I don't know if anyone's ever fundraised out there before, but it's like so triggering for me. Oh yeah. I mean, it, I just it, don't it, understand how everyone just doesn't get it. You know what I mean? <laughs> You're like, wait, why? <laughs> We're changing the world. We're making people <laughs> feel better. Mean? What do you mean? You don't get it. I mean, I always got so fascinated when, you know, startup founders were raising and that's really what had me become, yeah, an angel investor early on. But I mean, I've loved your vulnerability and just sharing. And I feel like so many listeners are going to get so much value out of you pouring your heart out and like being so passionate about changing the world. And also being a mama who's like trying to just juggle. And, you know, I think the reality of it, because we can have our little reels, you know, on social, but I feel like this is the juice. I agree. I agree. Mm -hmm. And I'm a victim to social media sometimes and going down that road of just thinking everyone's life so perfect, but I feel like you learn way more from people's mistakes and people's challenges than yeah. their achievements. So, oh gosh, absolutely. And where can we all connect with you, Lauren? Yeah, so definitely check out Higher Dose because that's where you're going to learn about all of our amazing wellness technologies in the show Biohackers. And we also have um, Higher Dose Instagram. But then check me out um, if you want to follow me on Instagram. And if you have any questions about anything, I always like love to connect with people on there. I'm You're so good time. about that too. And, I try and sharing to be good. super vulnerable, like a lot of the things that you've been through. It's just amazing. I feel like that speaks to me when other women do that the most. So I feel like it's important that I do that the same because I feel like we're all about like trying to uplift women and connect more and, and not like separate ourselves even more. Like I never want people to think like, oh, look at her. Like she just has everything that's like so perfect. It's never like good energy. I, I want really people to know who the real me is. And mm-hmm. and if they're not interested in getting to know that, then I guess they're not worth being friends with in the end. But right. So I just kind of put it all out there these days and it makes me feel better. It's my form of therapy and it ends up connecting me with more amazing women and people mm-hmm. that, you know, want to help or be a part of it or like, you know, 
want to show me something that I can learn from. So, Oh, absolutely. Oh, so many gems here. Thank you, Lauren. Thank you for having me. And until <laughs> next time on The Brave Table. All right, loves, welcome back to the other side. And if you loved, love this episode and are super excited and inspired about Higher Dose, go ahead and check them out. They are at higherdose.com. We actually have linked some of our favorite products in the show notes. And when you click on those, you actually get 10%. And that includes the infrared PEMF GOMAT. Now it boosts mood, it reduces stress, it relieves chronic pain, it increases energy and There is also the infrared sauna blanket where you sweat. It also reduces stress. It also increases energy. And it is one of the, I actually gifted my aunt and uncle this, you know, they're like my bonus parents for Christmas and they absolutely loved it. The PEMF GOMAT is one of my absolute freight favorites because it also has a button where you have this like low key heater and it has all of these incredible benefits. It has thousands of crystals embedded into the mat and it's pulsed electro magnetic frequency, which is great for getting you in focus states. It's great for cleansing the energy. There's so many incredible benefits. And I swear by all of her products, I actually just ordered the infrared face mask, which is also amazing because you know who doesn't want longevity in their face, especially as a tired mama who is working and all of the things. So go ahead, check it out. Check them out on Instagram as well, Higher Dose on Instagram and Lauren Berlin Jerry. And I'm going to link the spelling in the show notes as well. Oh my gosh, so many things. Tell me which one of these is your favorite or which one of these you are curious about. Share all of it on the Brave table with us. Thank you so much for being on the ride with us. And if you haven't already, go ahead and give us a five-star review. We are definitely wanting to hear your stories, how the Brave table has literally changed your lives and maybe sparked a new conversation, a new dialogue. And I will see you next time. Have an amazing day, weekend, and don't forget to be a little bit more brave.